Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. We talk golf. It's what we do every Sunday right here on Tea to Green, the golf show. Season's greetings, everyone, and hello from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and the fabulous five-star Broadmoor Resort, the longtime home of Tea to Green, the home of the 2018 U.S. Senior Open. That's July 25th through July 1st, just around the corner. The best senior golfers in the world will be here as part of the Broadmoor Centennial Celebration. The Broadmoor will be 100 years old in 2018. What a special year for a very special place. I'm Jay Ritchie, along with Jerry Butenoff. We've got a special show for you today on this the day before Christmas we've reached back into the T to Green archives but not too far back we've looked at some of the shows and some of the guests that we were fortunate enough to have with us this past year and first up John Garrity longtime Sports Illustrated sports writer and veteran golf writer he was with us back in September with the tale of the old Oscarnish golf course in Scotland built by legendary old Tom Morris over a century ago over the years it fell into disrepair, holes were leveled, it was used as an airstrip back in the 1930s, a nine-hole course in the 1970s, but about a decade ago, work began to restore it to its original design by old Tom Morris. The result, what's being called the most natural golf course on the planet, and John Garrity will repeat that story today here on Tee to Green. And later in the hour... Part one of an exclusive two-part interview with one of the most underrated pro golfers of his generation, now considered to be one of the top putting experts, putting gurus that dozens of past and current PGA and LPGA stars turn to, the very outspoken Dave Stockton. We had him on Tee to Green earlier in 2017, and we'll repeat that interview today. So sit back. Relax, make sure you open all your presents, and then enjoy a special Christmas Eve edition of Tea to Green. What am I going to do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. 
That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest price. Prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Well, right in the midst of the college football bowl season. Of course, we're still approaching the big New Year's Day bowl games in the BCS playoff. But coming up this Saturday, you've got Louisville and their fine quarterback, Lamar Jackson, against 23rd-ranked Mississippi State. Both teams there, 8-4. and four. That's at the Tax Slayer Bowl. And I love the name of some of these bowl games. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Iowa State. At 7-5 against the 10-2 Memphis team. Memphis number 20 in the country. You've got the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. That's a good matchup with two good teams. Number 11, Washington at 10-2 against the Penn State Nittany Lions at 10-2 also. And then it's Miami versus Wisconsin in the Capital One Orange Bowl. Those games all come up on Saturday. We'll talk about them on College Sports Insiders Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm Pat Olson. The following is a special presentation. Your top source for golf news and entertainment on the radio. It's Tita Green. It's the golf show. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butenoff back with you and back at the Broadmoor Resort here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The last few weeks we've been off the air uh, running a repeat show for the holiday weekend a couple of weeks back and last week Jerry on the road in Garden City, Kansas. But it's nice to be back home here at the Broadmoor where there's all kinds of ways to have fun, Jerry. When I was coming in this morning, I saw a guy walking in. He had his golf bag and his golf clubs on one shoulder. He had a fly rod and a fishing net in the other hand. And I thought, no matter what I do for the rest of the day today, that guy's going to have a better day than me. Probably. Probably there's a... uh 
a fishing camp, if you will, right on the golf course here now. I don't know if we've discussed that much on the show here, but um, they've built a new building out uh, along the pond that's uh, on the right side of the sixth tee Mm -hmm. on the east course, and you can uh, catch your own fish. Uh, They have a restaurant inside. One of the Broadmoor uh, chefs will cook them up for you. And uh, one of the, yes, one of the new experiences that the hotel has put in here just in the last few years to, uh, uh, not that there wasn't enough to do here before, but uh, you can really, uh, you can, you can spend a week here and not do the same thing two days in a row. Exactly. It's gotten to that point where uh, uh, the Broadmoor has taken over some other properties in the area and uh, they've got Jeep tours, they've got horseback riding, uh, they have purchased Seven Falls, which is a uh, one of the better uh, tourist attractions in the uh, corner of town here, just a mile or a mile and a half uh, from where we are right now. Golf and, and fly fishing, that's a pretty good day. That's a good day. Yeah. Uh, you know, you grew up in Pueblo. There have been days when I've gone down to uh, the state park and the reservoir there, fish in the morning, Go play 18 at Desert Hawk and then go fish for the late afternoon. That's a that's a good day. <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, that's Colorado for you. You can do a lot of. Well, you can golf and ski certain times of the year in Colorado yeah, too exactly. on the same day. Yeah, yeah. Or, or certainly on adjacent days, and 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 I've done that before too. So. You were in uh, Garden City, Kansas last weekend. I was. Uh, had a lot of fun at the Symmetra Tour event there. We had some uh, issues doing a live show. I was able to do just a few minutes of it. Uh, uh, Anne Catherine Tangay of uh, Canada won her first event uh, that day, ended up winning by three. She went three under over the last five holes to pull away. Uh, vicious wins. Um, uh, it wasn't too bad the first day. There were three. I think 35 players at par or better after day one. There were three by the end of the week. (laughs) Wow. Uh, The 16-mile-an-hour winds that they were predicting for most of the weekend were more like 26 and above the last couple of days, and it was really a struggle out there. Um, But it was a lot of fun. I met some great people. The Symmetra Tour actually has stuck another event on their schedule. They've squeezed one in in Alabama next week. Uh, They're in Arkansas this week, and Dottie Ardina from Australia has a three-shot lead going into the last round there. Like baseball, pro golf has minor leagues on the PGA Tour. It's the web.com tour where players start out there and, and hopefully eventually graduate and, and get their PGA Tour cards. For the LPGA Tour, their minor league, and we don't mean that demeaningly at all, is the Symmetra Tour. Yeah, uh, the, yeah and, and it's very similar in a lot of ways. For the web.com, if you finish in the top 25 in the money list, you get your tour card for the next year. For the women, if you finish in the top 10, you become LPGA exempt next year. And uh, there again, if you win three times in a season, you get bumped up, and uh, uh, I'm trying to think of her name here. Hannah Madsen from Denmark has already done that, and uh, she's uh, actually had some good results on the LPGA Tour more than once already this year. Yeah. So uh, they've got a couple other gals that have won twice this year, uh, including Celine Boudier of France, who's in second place this week down in the tournament in Arkansas. Coming up uh, later in the hour, our guest will be Jeff Thorpe. He's the CEO of the Mariah Fund. That's an organization, big philanthropical organization in southwest Kansas that put up uh, most of the prize money for that event last week. 
yeah, yeah. two thirds of the money uh, was uh, put up for the by the Mariah Fund. Uh, it's the fourth year of the event in Garden City, and uh, the Mariah Fund has been involved in at at some level, uh, not quite this high up until this year, but uh, they've got an interesting. There's a lot of energy in that area. Um, the, the new uh, head pro at the uh, Buffalo Dunes course, uh, Jason Hayes, who just came up from San Angelo, Texas. I asked him what, you know, San Angelo is a pretty nice little golfing area down mm-hmm. in Texas. Yeah. And I asked him why he came up to Kansas. And he says, when I came up here and interviewed and looked around, he says, he says, I just got wrapped up in the energy of this town. And uh, Garden City is, is 27,000. It's growing. Um, Actually, it's, it's to be honest, it's got a fair amount of undocumented workers, so the population might be 37,000 right now. But uh, you know, it's it it it's sort of along with Dodge City, which is an hour away. I mean, that's the tourism area of southwestern Kansas, and uh, there's a very nice zoo in Garden City uh, that is free. Uh, you pay to park, but you, the zoo itself is free. And uh, it's a very big attraction in that area. And what are we looking at? About 200, 250 miles from Colorado Springs? Something like that, yeah. About uh, from my place, which is a little bit south edge of town here, 260 to get there. So five hours, give or take, yeah. uh, and everything. Nice flat driving, of course. It, <laughs> it is Kansas. It is Kansas. And <laughs> you know, <laughs> one, once I got east of Lamar, Colorado, there wasn't a lot to, to see until I got to Garden City. But uh, it's a nice little drive and everything. So. Yeah, we we're hoping to get back there next year as well. Yeah, uh, they are there. They are wanting us because uh, uh, they like what we were doing with the event and everything and uh, and all that sort of thing. We're waiting to uh, get a phone call back from John Garrity here. Uh, has a fascinating story about the Askernish Old Golf Course, which was uh, uncovered, if you will, after being dormant for many, 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 many years on the Hebrides Islands which is on the northwest part of Scotland. I don't, I, that just sounds like wet and windy, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yeah, it sure does. But uh, this story about how this uh, course was uh, maybe pretty much unearthed and rediscovered after, be, after basically disappearing for so long, absolutely fascinating. Old Askernish Golf Club is, is the name. Uh, built by old Tom Morris, legendary old Tom Morris, uh, probably one of the guys credited with the, uh, really founding the modern game of golf. Absolutely. He would be, uh, you know, the grandfather of what we would what you might consider modern golf, modern golf going back to about 150 years, let's say now, to the first British Open. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that's what we consider modern golf. Uh, there was golf, G-O-F-F, uh, back in the 14th or 15th century already, uh, but yeah. Uh, and they played it. It started out just as a way for them to pass time as they were watching their flocks and their herds out in the pastures. Somebody came up with the idea: let's try to knock a round rock or a ball into a hole. And when old Tom Morris came along, that's when it it it, it became sort of a. It went from a pastime to more of a professional. Uh, Professional, what's the word? I'm more, for? more of an athletic event yeah. rather than a leisurely event. And they started playing say. for money, right? And for prizes and things like that. And yeah. a lot of the original golf courses were 22 holes, which a lot of people don't realize. 
Uh, and then there was some reason why everything was changed to 18. And I know that story, but I can't remember it. <laughs> now, what I heard, I don't know if there's any truth to this or not, but they used to take a squig of whiskey after each hole. Okay. And the bottle that... Oh, it has 18 shots. It had 18 <laughs> shots of whiskey in okay. it, so, so it became an 18-hole round. Um, I, knowing I can, some I of the Scottish it. people like I do, I, I'm not going dis, to yeah. disavow that story. Yeah. I could buy that. I could fu- <laughs> fully buy that. But uh, I hope that's true because it's a great story. Yeah. Uh, John Garrity, one of our favorite people that we've ever had on this show. And it's been, uh, oh, my gosh, it's got to be about six years since we've had him on the show last. Yeah. It's been about four years since I've seen him. And uh, just a great guy, one of the better writers that Sports Illustrated and Golf Magazine have had. Uh, over the past, name your name your time frame, 30 yeah. years. And then uh, Jeff Thorpe, from the, the CEO of the Mariah Fund, Southwestern Kansas, coming up uh, in our last segment of the show. Well, not our last segment, but our last big interview segment of the show today as we are back at the Broadmoor, 281 days from now. The best senior golfers in the world will be teeing it up here at Broadmoor East, the 39th U.S. Senior Open. Back in Colorado Springs in the Broadmoor, the Senior Open back here for the second time at the Broadmoor. Jay and Jerry, we're back here, and we're back after a timeout. This is Tita Green, the Golf Show. This is an important announcement. If you're between 50 and 85 and worried about your loved ones, you can still get affordable life insurance for peace of mind. My life insurance coverage is guaranteed, and I was not required to get a medical exam. I had high blood pressure and diabetes, and I got my coverage with one telephone call. No exam necessary. I'm a smoker, and I wanted to take care of my family. I called to get my life insurance and my affairs in order. I wanted to do the right thing. Call Final Expense No Exam Insurance. Your rates are guaranteed and will never increase. I called and learned that this insurance cannot be canceled, even if you get sick or gain weight. And there are no restrictions on how my beneficiaries use the money when I'm gone. Don't wait until it's too late. Call now and get peace of mind for you and your family. Call 800-935-2177. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. 
Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. Destination listening for dedicated golfers. It's T to Green, the golf show. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butenoff, T to Green, presented in part by Smash Factor Golf Apparel. Based in Monument, Colorado, Smash Factor Golf specializes in golf polos and golf hats. To check out their full line and to get more information, go to the website smashfactorgolf.com. With performance polos for under $30 and headwear for just $15.99, Put more Smash Factor into your game with Smash Factor Golf Apparel, the official golf apparel company of Tita Green. Check it out at SmashFactorGolf.com. Got our shirts a couple of weeks ago, specially made for Tita Green with the logo and our names on them. Wore mine for the first time the other day. Great shirts. There, I had mine on uh, in Garden City when I was at the Symmetra event uh, last weekend, too. So they look nice. Yeah, and where can you buy a great golf shirt for... Under $30 anymore. You just can't. Not in any pro shop, that's no, for that's, sure. That's for doggone <laughs> sure. Our next guest is standing by. Longtime readers and fans of Sports Illustrated will know John Garrity, and there are many, many longtime readers and fans of Sports Illustrated. John, a sports writer there for years and a golf writer, uh, is with us right now here on Tee to Green. Hey, John, how you doing? Hey, good morning. I'm doing just fine. Thank you. We're having trouble hearing you. Uh, ah, I can there you hear go. you perfectly. Ah, there, there we you go. go. I can hear All you right. perfectly. I hope I hope this will work out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. much better. Hi, so, are you are you retired now? Semi-retired? What are you doing? I'm, I'm semi-retired. I uh, live in Kansas City, as I have for uh, many years, and uh, to turn on the television occasionally and watch a Stanford game. Unfortunately, <laughs> last night, but. Uh, uh, still retain uh, West Coast connections and uh, go out and do a golf story occasionally. He's still working, uh, at least in, in semi-retirement, for Sports Illustrated. Yes, yeah, absolutely, and for Golf Magazine and for Golf.com. And uh, like I say, I've, I technically retired five years ago, but that just means I'm drawing a pension while I work about half time. Hey, that sounds pretty good, though. And 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 it's not really work, is it? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't say the golf beat at Sports Illustrated was uh, was uh, sheer drudgery for the last three decades. <laughs> so the story of the old Ashkenaz golf course. How did how did you come upon it? This story and the, and the uh, the background. It's sort of an origin story for me. Uh, my first ten years at Sports Illustrated, I covered three golf stories, and two of them were about Scott Replank. 
So that gives you the, a pretty good uh, reading that, you know, uh, golf wasn't the central part of, uh, of my career at that time. But after Dan Jenkins retired, uh, I, I inherited the golf beat. And an early assignment for me from our golf editor was to go over to Scotland and write about the Royal and Ancient Golf Club of St. Andrews. Uh, but while I was over there, he said I have to look into uh, a, a tip that they'd gotten uh, that there was a nine-hole links course in the Outer Hebrides, otherwise known as the Western Isles, a place called Osternish on uh, South Uist Island. And the notion of this was that it was believed that old Tom Morris had designed the course way back in 1891. And the theory was that since this island is so remote and nobody goes there, that uh, it would be uh, probably the only example of a pristine uh, 19th century Lynx course existing in the world. And uh, so uh, that was the idea that I'd go there with a Sports Illustrated photographer and see this wonderful wonderful old course. And uh, so I made the trip, and my wife went along with me. And uh, and uh, we got to South Uist Island, which is not the easiest place to get to because uh, we drove up uh, into the highlands of Scotland and uh, took a bridge to the Isle of Skye. You drive across Skye, which takes an hour. Then you take a ferry, which takes uh, two to three hours to get to North Uist Island. And then you drive down a single-lane road across three islands. takes about an hour. And there are little uh, turnoffs every uh, every quarter mile, so the traffic can get past everybody. And it's uh, it's this incredible rocky, semi mountainous landscape with all these beautiful locks, with incredible fishing there. Very few people, a lot of beauty. And when you drive all the way down to the end of the island, you get to a place called Lockboysdale, a little ferry port. And uh, a couple miles north of that is a, a farm called Oscarnish, where I had been told. There was a golf course, but that wasn't too clear when we actually got there. And uh, I don't know. Have you have you read my article about uh, about Oscar Nish? Yeah. We have, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, well, you know, part of the story is that there was a, a guy who ran the estate there, and you'd stop off in a little stone building, and he'd rent clubs, which he did for my wife, and I had my clubs, and he told us to go down this little gravel road uh, inside the fence, and you'd find the golf course. And my wife and I. Uh, did that and went through the gate where crows were dead crows were hanging on the fence, and it was a sea meadow. Uh, we couldn't see the beach from where we were, but it was just this uh, field of daisies, relatively flat, uh, and you know, and longish grass, and uh, no sign of a golf course. And uh, but there were a couple of tee markers that we kind of dug out of the grass, and uh, so we thought, well, there must be a golf course here, and so we kind of hit shots toward toward North America uh, and went to try to find the balls. And uh, uh, very difficult. I kind of found a flattish area that was probably a green. But when we got up to the to the green, a little truck pulled in behind us through the gate. And we looked back, and two men jumped out of the truck. And they had flag sticks, and they had mowers. And while we were playing the invisible golf course, they started building the golf course behind us, uh, you know, mowing out, mowing out a green. And by the time we had played two or three imaginary holes that we couldn't really see, uh, they had started creating. It turns out this was May of 1990, and uh, we were the first tourists to show up. So we were the first to play the course that uh, that spring. But it had clearly been abandoned. There was uh, an old uh, trailer-type structure that had been battered by the North Atlantic storms. 
Um, and it was a ruin. And um, as I explored over the next few days and interviewed people who were connected to the golf course, what became clear is that it, it hadn't been a, uh, a, a real active golf course for some time. It was a, it was a sort of a ghost course. Um, and it had been used back in the 1890s and again early in the 19th century uh, for a woman named Lady Gordon Cathcart. For you know, she owned the island back then, and her uh, royal friends would come and they'd hunt and they'd fish and they'd play golf. Uh, the serfs or the crofters, as they called them uh, there at the time, tenant farmers would mow out the golf course for the la-di-da gentry. Uh, <laughs> but then through, through World War II and everything, it disappeared. Now, where this story is going is the fact that uh, I found nine holes on this kind of flat airstrip type thing that they developed, but nothing that looked like an old Tom Morris golf course. And uh, they had a little scorecard, and if you if you read the scorecard, it would uh, had alternate tees so you could play eighteen holes. And I could never find the alternate fifth tee. And uh, after about four days, uh, I looked at a dune over by the beach and said, "Well, maybe it's up there." And I climbed up on top of this dune. And the minute I got up on top and looked out to the south, there was a landscape that looked like Bally Bunyan in Ireland. I mean, these wow. incredible big dunes with the slacks in between and uh, dune slacks, as they say, the low areas. And uh, my photographer was with me, and we were both just blown away. And we said, well, this was where the golf course was. I mean, any, any golfer looking at this landscape would say, this is a golf course or should be. Yeah. And since it was May and the grass hadn't grown up that long yet, uh, I said, I see golf holes out there. Uh, let's play it and photograph it. So uh, I played, I think it was five, five or six imaginary golf holes, uh, you know, right along the, uh, on the ocean, these giant dunes. Uh, and when I finished up, uh, you know, giving myself two putts on every green because it was, it was pretty generous. <laughs> uh, uh, at the end of it, uh, I, I called it Ostrich Old because uh, I thought this was where the golf course had been. And I went back to the States and I wrote, uh, I wrote about a 7,000-word story about this place. Uh, and it's really the beginning of my uh, golf riding career. Uh, so I've got a very fondness for the place because of that. But then the story would advance as uh, something like 18 years later, uh, I'd find out, uh, that somebody else went back and did exactly what I did. Uh, and that person was a, a course superintendent from Turnberry, and he got uh, Martin Ebert, an important uh, British uh, golf architect involved. And uh, they went back and identified uh, old Tom Morris greens from the original uh, period. And there is now uh, an actual 18-hole golf course and small golf club uh, at Astronish. And because of my history with the place, I have always claimed a design credit with old Tom Morris <laughs> uh, on the theory that uh, on the theory that the course they have now is as much mine as old Tom's or, uh, or, or Martin Ebert. But the place is just enchanting to me, and uh, I go back frequently, uh, almost almost every summer, and uh, and play the place. It's uh, got a lot of international members now. I say a lot, you know, a few dozen. <laughs> And uh, it's just a, it's a magical place. It's the uh, it, it's sort of a golf in the kingdom type uh, course if you're into your Shiva Science type history. Yeah, our guest is John Garrity, sports a longtime Sports Illustrated writer, golf writer. Uh, if old Tom Morris visited Muirfield or any of the courses that he designed in the 19th century, he wouldn't recognize them. 
Great story, and you tell it so well. That's John Garrity. He tells it as well as he writes it. He, he does. does. Yeah. He does, definitely. John, appreciate you coming by today and sharing the story of the old Oshkenish golf course uh, with us uh, today on TD Green. It was a pleasure. Anytime. All right. John Garrity, old Oscarist. Just Google that, and you and the story is there, and uh, John's writing as well. Old Oscarist. It's spelled with an A, A-S-K-E-R-N-I-S-H in Scotland. We're not done yet. Jerry's taking us on tour next here on T to Green. Bulldog.com is the best place to buy billiard supplies online. In addition to having the guaranteed lowest prices and the largest selection of pool cues and accessories in the industry, Bulldog also provides unsurpassed customer service with free shipping on orders over $99, including to APOs, and a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. And be sure to use the code SPORTS at checkout for a 5% discount on your order. Give them a call at 866-843-3249 and sign up for a free catalog or go to Pooldog.com. That's Pooldog.com. The Lodge at Tiburon is steps from the ferry docks and nestled among Tiburon's upscale boutiques, charming cafes, and unique galleries. Dine at the award-winning Tiburon Tavern, serving innovative dishes prepared with ingredients grown in our very own gardens, starting from $199 a night. Join us at the Lodge at Tiburon and create long-lasting memories. For reservations, call 1-877-614-6068. Join us at the Lodge at Tiburon or go to lodgeattiburon.com. Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. If you are age 85 or younger, call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam and you can have lifetime coverage and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. Call now. That's 800 508 5774. Dave, welcome to Colorado. I know you spend a little time here, but what brings you back to our state this time around? Well, we're the Medal of Honor Society is having their convention here in Puebla, Colorado. 
and uh, I've been involved with them since 2001, and uh, I wasn't in the service myself, but it's to meet these, you know, American, true American heroes, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's been unbelievable, and introduced a lot of them to the game of golf. The first time I did it in 2001, they were at Lansdowne Resort outside of Washington, D.C., and uh, we had 12 guys out of the 150 or so they had at their convention. Uh, within five years at Boston, we had 42 guys playing golf. You walk away knowing, well, I guess our country's okay because there's some of these people like this that have the values right, and there's young people that look up to these. There are true heroes, you know, a sports figure like myself and others. You know, we're good at what we do, but, you know, we're not like these gentlemen. And to a man, they've, they don't feel they deserve to receive the Medal of Honor. You don't win it, you receive it. Because the ones that should have gotten it are the ones that didn't come home. Yeah. And it's, uh, it makes you feel proud to be an American. And so that's why I'm here, and I'm here briefly. I was supposed to come in Tuesday, but I had a serious head cold and couldn't come in until yesterday. But we'll do the clinic this morning for them. And uh, the thing that I got out of it, uh, a couple of them, you'd ask for their autograph. I'll, I'll get one of the hats or something from that particular convention. And it's interesting. They are so happy to be asked to sign an autograph. You'll be able to read every autograph. And that goes back to the time with Casper and Palmer and stuff and Nicholas and Player. I mean, you knew whose signature that was because you could read it. In the kids today, maybe it's the popularity of golf. I don't know. But you sign so many autographs. Unless you have a cheat sheet. And I, I laughed at the match play because the guy in the locker room was smart as heck. He had a flag. He said, everybody signed. But on the piece of paper beside it, let's say uh, Jason Day or Rory McIlroy, they'd sign the flag but ask them to sign by their name. <laughs> then he could figure out who in the heck signed the flag. <laughs> Otherwise, you got no idea who signed it. That's pretty cool. You mentioned a couple of greats. Let's go back uh, on, on your career. Where and when? I know it began many years ago. Where and when did it all start for Dave Stockton? <clears throat> well, Kathy and I started the tour. I played the last two tournaments in 1964. We were married in February of 65 basically left California in a car not to return until October. Spent three years as a rabbit out there. Finally won my third year. I won Colonial. It was the first tournament I won. And then I won two in a row, two back-to-back, Cleveland and Milwaukee in 68, and then won the first major, beating Palmer at Southern Hills in Tulsa, which is, it was a huge day because if Arnold won, that completed the Grand Slam. But uh, if I won, I won my first major and would receive a 10-year exemption, which... There's a whole other story, because if you won the PGA from 69 or before, you got a lifetime. And I was one of the young guys that really complained that that was stupid. And here I won the thing, and I'm going, ah, maybe I <laughs> maybe it's not maybe so it, Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> I shouldn't have campaigned so hard. But, and it was hair-raising, obviously. But I was playing brilliantly, and I ended up winning by two strokes there at Southern Hills in Tulsa. Did Arnie ever forgive you for that? I don't know if he did or not. I felt good about that win because I actually won it. I mean, I had a, a three-shot lead going in the last round, and I picked up a stroke and then three-putted number five to, to uh, got him within three again. And this guy yelled out of the crowd, you got him now, Arnold. And I went birdie two, eagle two, double bogey five on a par three, and then came out of a fairway bunker and knocked it a foot on nine through a tree and had a seven-shot lead and just, you know, wanted to get the, the back nine over as fast as I could. My second major you alluded to was a congressional. I won on two pretty good courses. But that was, there had to be 20 people that had to wonder what in the hell happened to them because I, I was playing well, 
but not anywhere near as good as, as what I was in, in Southern Hills. I'd spent Monday at the White House with President Ford. I didn't practice and didn't do anything because I wasn't expecting to do well. On Sunday, I was three over par, three over par through five. And they called the round, and they called it and washed it out, which is just what happened to Avion right? in uh, their, their major on the girls. And it was really strange. And I went out the next day, and I was two under the same stretch of holes that I was three over on. Hmm. And come down to the wire and win by one, beating January and, and uh, Raymond Floyd. So, you know, I've got stories on on all those, but it's really that that was probably you asked me what got me going. That that was the one that I was satisfied because then they couldn't say the first one was a fluke. I knew it wasn't a fluke, but when I won the second, then I felt pretty good about what I'd done. Yeah, your career spanned several eras. You played against Sam Snead. Your contemporaries yep. were Palmer, Nicholas, Player, Floyd, Weisskopf, some of the names you already mentioned. And then uh, late in your career, it was Tom Watson and Fred Couples and Greg Norman. With that, with that kind of competition, there weren't a whole lot of wins out there for you to get, were there? Yeah, that was, that was the thinking. I think it's the same that got a lot of guys have of the Tiger era is that I got two, and I never confronted Nicholas on a major. It never never boiled down to he and I in any stretch. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was. It, I felt good that I got the two majors, and I should have won the Masters in 74, but I screwed up and, and lost a player in 74, which was my best year because I won three times in 1974 as well as finishing second at Augusta. And if anybody thinks the money hasn't changed, you figure three wins and a second in a major, and I made $160,000 for the year. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and we had it in the great times. I mean, we were way better than the ones that preceded us. And, of course, now we look at what the guys get, and it's, well, it just shows the popularity of what we, we benefited by Palmer and then Nicholas. And then, of course, Tiger Woods set the bar way higher again. And so it's gone to where it is now. And it's it's been spectacular. It's been good for me because... I had double rotator cuff surgery in '09, and so it stopped me from playing any to speak of, although my game, my swing got better after the surgeries, but I just started teaching. I know my dad's looking down thinking I got it right because I'm, I'm giving back some of the knowledge that I know about the short game. <laughs> you have to be selfish to play the game. I mean, you you got to be number one. Teaching, I just, it, it's a hoot to me. I'm about to turn 76 that... They can say what they want about the swings, and they dramatically change. These kids hit it so far, and their caddies are in better shape than we were when, <laughs> when I played. But the thing is, nobody can tell me since 1950 any new stroke about the game of golf. You, the putters have gotten better. The agronomy's better. But still, it's a mystery to some people. And a lot to the younger kids that hit the ball a 1,000 miles, they still haven't figured out the other half because – I'll agree with Hogan that I don't, I don't think putting should be a part of the game if you're talking athletically because it's a totally different thing. It's totally different muscles and everything. In fact, I'm using a lot more left hand on my short game putting than I do, and the rest of the whole game is all right-handed. And so just because you can hit 1,000 miles doesn't mean you're going to be able to score, which is the name of the game, and yeah. that's that's what drives people to sleepless nights. We're with Dave Stockton today on Tee to Green, two-time major champion. He won the PGA Championship twice, 10 PGA Tour wins, 24 wins worldwide, and now he's the, one of the premier putting gurus in the game of golf. 
When you were playing, I, I know putting was your strong suit when you were playing, but did you ever envision yourself somewhere down the road doing what you're doing now as far as a teacher and a mentor? Um, not really. I mean, I, I always did corporate golf, and I lived for the pro-ams. Uh, a lot of guys hated it, but to me, that was the most important day is being a PGA professional is in a, a touring pro is to get out there with four of your newest friends, and if you could help them cut them three or four strokes in their handicap, there's no other thing you could give them that would be any better for them. And so I've always done that. I've always, and I had pros when I played. I mean, I'm out there, and it's illegal as heck, but if I saw someone at five or six holes, I said, we get through, I'd love to help you. And inevitably, it ended up being some discussion during the round about what they were doing, because then I could watch them. So I had a big thing. If I, I wanted to beat people, but I wanted them to play the best they could so that I would feel good when I beat them. So I never saw myself becoming a, a, just a straight teacher. I thought I'd do a lot more corporate outings, and I still do quite a few, but not any where I, I did maybe 85 days a year. And... I would come back from a one- or two-day outing, and I would feel like I won a tournament because I'd, I'd helped all these different people. Mm. So it was a natural trend, you know, made transition for me to do it. Now, now basically, I still do the teaching, obviously, and Junior and I with uh, Back Nine Greens out of, out of Palm Springs are doing a luxury division, and we're doing artificial greens. And that has been a really, really neat transition because we built a big green at a, at a corporate house in Augusta and just finished a Nashville job and David as we speak is in Baltimore at a real big one of course in California with our water issues it's you know mm-hmm. sure timely Dave Stockton going strong now in his mid-70s he came out of the University of Southern California turned pro back in 1964 he was in Colorado a couple of weeks ago uh, for a Medal of Honor ceremony in down in Pueblo, and I sat down and talked to him. I went in with the idea of talking to him, maybe getting about 10 minutes out of him, and we got going, he got rolling, and the next thing I know, we did like 22, 23 minutes of an interview. So what we're going to do, we, that was part one of the interview right there, and we talked a little more about, about his career and his golfing days and and some of the uh, players he played against during his career. Now, Dave Stockton is one of the premier putting experts in the world. He's a guy that the big names, uh, Rory McIlroy, Patrick Reed, Michelle Wee, Phil Mickelson, Annika Sorenstam, Suzanne Pedersen, they all go to him when they need putting advice. And so the second half of the interview, we talked about that and how He's working with some of the biggest names in professional golf. And what his overall philosophy is when it comes to uh, to improving someone's putting. And uh, that part of the interview, we're going to play for you next week uh, on the show, uh, part two of the interview with Dave Stockton. He was known when he played as a real outspoken guy, never pulled any punches, very candid, said what, what is on his mind. And if you didn't get that from part one of the interview, you will definitely get that next week from part two of the interview when he talks about some of the people he's worked with and some who've taken his advice and some who have not so much taken his advice. And he he's not afraid to mention names, name names, and uh, that'll be next week here on Tee to Green. Dave Stockton's best year was 1974. He won three times. Uh, he 
was runner-up in two majors, the Masters and the U.S. Open, and he won two PGA championships in 1970 and 1976. And he did all of this. He probably would have won a lot more, but you've got to consider he was playing during the heyday of Jack Nicklaus, Gary Player, Arnold Palmer, Lee Trevino, Billy Casper, Raymond Floyd, and then later in his career, uh, Tom Weisskopf, later in his career, he was going head-to-head with some of the guys who were a little bit younger, like Seve Ballesteros, Tom Watson, and Greg Norman. So there weren't a whole lot of wins out there, but Dave Stockton managed to carve for himself quite a career and quite a name in professional golf. 25 worldwide wins, 10 times a winner on the PGA Tour, 14 times a winner on the Champions Tour, and he also played for the U.S. team in the Ryder Cup twice, 1971 and 1977, and he was the captain when the U.S. won the 1991 Ryder Cup at Kiowa Island. Dave Stockton, part two of the interview with him, coming up next week on Tita Green. You don't want to miss it. We're going to take a break. When we come back, got an unbelievable golf story for you. 6,093 over par, 80 days, over 20,000 shots. That's next, right here on T to Green. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. 
Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 The fastest hour in radio and the quickest hour in golf not done yet with a special Christmas Eve edition of Tita Green. And a reminder here that Tita Green is presented in part by Smash Factor Golf Apparel. Based in Monument, Colorado, Smash Factor Golf specializes in golf polos and golf hats. To check out their full line and for more information, go to smashfactorgolf.com with performance polos for under $30 and headwear for just $15.99. Put more Smash Factor into your game with Smash Factor Golf Apparel the official golf apparel company of Tita Green. Check it out at smashfactorgolf.com. I'm Jay Ritchie. We hope you enjoyed the special Christmas Eve edition of Tita Green. Our thanks to John Garrity. We hope you enjoyed that. We hope you also enjoyed listening to Dave Stockton talk a little golf. We will have part two of that interview with Dave Stockton for you next week on a special New Year's Eve edition of Tee to Green. Also on next week's show, well, there's no bigger name in golf course design anywhere in the world than Tom Fazio. We talked with him last August, and we will hear that interview next Sunday right here on Tee to Green. Butler National, Pine Valley, Pebble Beach, Pinehurst, Congressional, Firestone, the Greenbrier, Caves Valley, Quell Hollow, just some of the courses he's designed or redesigned over the past 50 years. No other golf course architect has left a bigger imprint on the game and in the modern era than Tom Fazio, and we'll hear that interview with him next week on Tee to Green. Thanks for listening. For producer Scott Cuddy, for co-host Jerry Butenoff, I'm Jay Ritchie. Have a safe and Merry Christmas, and hit them long and hit them straight.